Hi, Carla. Look, at, I said hello, and it said you're muted. It told me I was muted. <laughs> so amazing. Hi, Lori. Hi, Laurel. Oh, yay. <laughs> I can't. Let me. Oh, there's, there's lots of folks. Hello, everybody. Hi. Mm. Are we just waiting a few minutes? Yeah, I think so. Does somebody want to get the the show going? Maybe praying? The show. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I will. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Yeah. Let's put our hands on our hearts. <sighs> Take a nice deep breath. Nice, slow, easy, deep breath of love and gratitude. Oh, just let ourselves... Sit in that for a moment. Just letting that energy go through our body. Through our energy bodies as well. We're so grateful that we can come together. So grateful for the fellowship that we have with one another. And we're so grateful that Holy Spirit is showing up and so happily um, for for this type of 
healing and this type of sharing from our deepest heart. And we are all so connected to God and God's energy and God's mind and spirit is just running the show. And so we can just relax as much as possible and just observe and watch as spirit um, leads us through whatever it is in our lives that are causing us perhaps some difficulties or some challenges or even the things that are things we're celebrating and that we're feeling really wonderful about. This is a space for us to share all of that and any healing that comes from this, we're just asking that that be shared with all of Jennifer's ministry and Jennifer, of course, and with everybody else in the world that is needing some healing. We offer that um, with so much gratitude and, and grace and thank you. And with that, we know it's done. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Hello. Hi. Oh man, it wouldn't let me unmute myself for some reason. Thank you, Laurel. Yeah, thank mm -hmm. you. I really like I you know I really like the pause in the prayer. Yeah. Because that's what's helpful in all our life. So it's really beautiful. Thank you. Our life is so wonderful. Words do not, are not needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can just look at each other and smile. <laughs> well, I've got a couple of things that have been occurring. Carol, it happened after yesterday when we talked on our call. We had a prayer call. And um, then I was doing some reading this morning. And then I listened to Lisa Natoli this afternoon. And I just feel healed. So I want to. Oh, I'm so glad. So, I'm so grateful. And I, as I was listening, and okay, so I, this morning, Still, I'm dealing with my brother. I, I want a healing. Um, and um, so I look in Jennifer's Masterful Living book, and it says the um, divine experiment. And on the next page, there's the blessing prayer. And then below that, it says, you know, to read cause and effect in the text. And I thought, oh, good. That gives me something some way to keep trying to figure this out. So I read, was reading that this morning and um, you talk, it talks about fear and how if you are having fear, that fear will not, I cannot get through to you if you have fear. That's what it said. And the spirit said, and I just went, I want to hear spirit. So I've got to get rid of this fear. And um, and then 
I just, just, I just went outside and, and I just, I just kept thinking about my brother and how things and items have stopped us from any kind of relationship and my judgments, you know, and Carol, yesterday on our call, you said, it sounds to me like you are taking on what your dad had his relationship with your brother and you're taking kind of that on. And I got really, really present to the sacrifice that I was making by holding on the opinions and judgments of my father's. So once I could see that, I started to see a sense of what was needed. And I, I have my brother texted my sister because we haven't been speaking for months because every time we do, we just get into this big headlock. And my brother texted my sister and said, tell Dodo. And Dodo was an endearing name that he said to me when we were young, like he was little, he could heart, he couldn't talk. So he called me Dodo. And whatever his willingness was, it spoke to my willingness and so today when I texted him, I said, hi, Scott, this is Dodo and not Mad Lori. And I said, you know, that we're, we're doing a Facebook thing. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of how you can actually have an auction on Facebook. So because we can't really see eye to eye, the three of us. Tammy, my sister, has put a Facebook together where you can go on. She's put all the pictures of all of the things of my parents, and then we go on and bid. So we divided the bid, and so he was upset about that today. And so I said, this is Dodo, not Mad Lori, and I just want you to know that I am over the upset. I, 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 am, I just want peace and then I called him and I left a message and I just said, I just want us to get back together. I, I don't want anything of dad's if it's going to stop our relationship any longer. I'm, I am wanting us to see how we can work together because I got, I got, I have been to the point where it's, it's funny how spirit does this because I've been practicing all my life on what not to do and what not to do is I shut down I turn off there's no communication I let somebody else speak for me and that's exactly what I've been doing all this year for a whole year dad's been gone a whole year and I've let my sister speak for me I've let my brother's opinions shut myself down and I have so I've been doing just my patterns and and so anyway the it, we got to text back and forth and I got to be like, it didn't get any mushier than that. It was just so nice to be able to, he said, well, let's not finish the, he, he said, I'm out. I'm not going to do the Facebook page. And I said, text, Tammy has been working on this so hard and she wants it to be equal. Can't we just proceed? Because if we don't proceed, then you won't be able to move into the house and substitute back and forth. But it felt so good to, he said, well, let's wait until Sunday is planned. And I said, it was last Sunday that we planned it. And so we were able to go back and forth naturally. It just felt natural. 
and it just felt so much better to be dodo <laughs> and and I just appreciate that so much to be a I don't know why but I just love to be dodo I don't want to be upset and defensive yay <laughs> I'm so happy for you it, it's a breakthrough it's wonderful I think your heart must be much lighter I, I was so much lighter all day long I so I, had, I had actually a, an experience yesterday Carol after we talked too about my mother my mother was had taken this pill and okay so long story short my dad you can't he hates woo-woo stuff he doesn't like any different medicines and mother has had cancer we gave her this pill and as soon as she took it she started throwing up and she was staying at my house for the week dad was on a motorcycle trip which he he was 24 7 with my mother and so my mother starts to bleed and she starts to throw up blood and we didn't dare tell dad that she had taken this pill. And she bled to death. And I thought about that this last couple of days about how we're so afraid to say something that it stops all motion of life. Now, mother, we got her to the hospital. I just want to make sure that the listening's there. We got her to the hospital. She was in the intensive care for two and a half weeks and she, they could not get her bleeding to stop in her stomach. They didn't determine what what it was they thought maybe it was ibuprofen and stuff so i just want you guys to have you know <laughs> it was out of control because she died but but i just see how the bleeding started it possibly and i just see how we shut our mouths and i see how the bleeding started with my brother and how we shut our mouths and how we're taught to do that in my family. And how I'm, I'm done with it. I'm so done with shutting my mouth. Another breakthrough. You're seeing stuff. It's great. It's great. You're breaking patterns. Hallelujah. It's wonderful. It's a blessing, sweetheart. It really is. It really is. That's growth. That's moving forward. It, it's great. I'm so happy for you. You're seeing stuff that you weren't able to see before. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So glad for you. And it's just been all, all based around fear. Yeah. It's really the fear. And when yeah. I read that today that said, I cannot speak to you if you have the fear. Right, right. And so I just, I really, you know... I broke through the fear with just, you know, letting my brother know. In fact, when I called him and left the message, I cried and I texted him back and I said, I'm so sorry, I cannot talk to you without crying. 
but I said, I'm just worn out and I just really want this to be done. And I just don't want to take anything that will, that will have it come between us. I'm so happy. So glad for you. Yep. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's it all is. Good. It's all good. Yep. Miss Rieko, can you hear? Oh, she can't hear us. How you doing? Rieko, how I are you? I'm doing okay, thank you. Thank you so much for everyone's prayers. Um, I was really, really touched by them and feel so grateful. Um... Yeah, lots of stuff are coming up for healing very, very intensely. Um, and what I was talking to one of my prayer partners the other day is that there's a judgment that like I haven't changed much since last year. Really? Which is so not true. No, but that's the judgment that comes is coming out for healing. And, and I was um, writing. So what is it that I, I'm, I think I should have right now? Like, what is the result that I I'm demanding from life <laughs> that makes me have this judgment? And I wrote it all out and it was kind of, Funny to look at it. It was like um, I should be happy all the time. My um, <laughs> my body should be perfectly healthy. Uh, I should be making a living, only doing what I love, and like it was like a laundry list of all these like wants and needs and shoulds and blah 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 and all the superficial signs that my life is great, right? And and it was so clear that I was giving myself reasons to feel unhappy by setting up these terms with life. Like if those things are not aligned, then I'm a failure. I haven't, my spiritual practice has been for naught. And like, and intellectually, I, I get that that's not even the point of the spiritual practice. And I've gone through so much transformation inside and, um, but I guess what what blows my mind is that the spiritual journey is not linear. I, I keep saying this this year, but it's not. So like one day I could have this like most like amazing, miraculous healing in my mind or just like know that I'm one with everybody and just feel so grateful and cry in joy. And then like next day, like I could just totally could not get a trace of that feeling or I could just... Um, go into judgment really easily or get really depressed. And I, I've been saying this countless times and I apologize if people are tired of hearing me say this, but I feel like the, the point of my spiritual path is not for my life to get better. It's kind of, 
<laughs> I can feel myself feeling triggered by that statement, but it's, I'm being taught to love without conditions, like Jennifer was saying. Like, can I love myself even when I'm feeling depressed or anxious, especially when I'm feeling anxious or depressed? Can I love myself even when I feel like I'm failing, even when I'm engaging in all these behaviors that I don't like? Can I love myself even when I don't have anything profound to share at a community call? Can I love myself even when I'm having a hard time and with the same thing over and over again? Um, And I feel like I'm being really, really asked to just go all the way with that self-love and not let my feelings or thoughts or situations or any of that define me and not let any of that keep me from loving myself or anyone else. Um, And there's another really deep, deep seated mistaken belief that's coming up for healing. And Lori, when I heard about your, um, your mom kind of reminded me of the thoughts that I'm having right now. Um, about this young, young woman named Claire Wineland. I shared about this on Facebook. So some of you might know she, um, there's a really beautiful documentary about her on uh, Facebook in a series called My Last Days. And it's basically a series of documentary about young people with terminal illness. And um, so Claire had cystic fibrosis and um, she's been like battling death all her life. And this documentary was shot, I think when she was 19 and she's like the like one of the brightest lights I've ever seen like she's not letting any of her hardships any of her physical conditions get in the way of like shining her light she's so she's so like living from a place of love and gratitude and all the things that I I haven't been able to do with my um, my condition, she she just made peace with it so beautifully and still enjoying life to the fullest and loving, like, and enjoying and just living mindfully from love and spending time with our loved ones, every moment so precious. And when I saw this documentary, I was just so blown away by how someone could actually do that. And how beautiful it is that so many people get to watch her do that and be inspired. And then I found out that she had just passed away last week um, after having this big fundraising campaign to raise money for a lung transplant surgery. And she was really touched by so many people sending her support and then she had the surgery and then I don't know if it was like a side effect of the surgery or what have you but she had a stroke three weeks later and passed away 
and so the course didn't in me knows that this is not real and that the fact that I'm getting caught up on it means that I'm making it so real but what's coming up for healing is this idea that like how could God be so cruel like even though like this I know I know that God is not behind that but it's like what is the point of all that what is the point of this life and as I'm speaking this it's not that I'm I'm really like a hundred percent going to that depression it's just I'm just watching this thought this real like anger um like really deep fear and anger just come up and I'm just I'm just watching it um so that's what I'm sharing with you and part of me just wants to do a spiritual bypass and say well Claire was here to do a mission and she accomplished it beautifully and she she already accomplished her mission and there was no more to do here and so she moved on and that like I think death is scary but I've read so many accounts of how it's so awesome on the other side. Like, I don't know anything about death firsthand. And yet I'm so scared by it. And I make such big judgments about people dying. <sighs> anyway, thank you for listening. I am, um, I feel like I just blabbered for a while, but it's, uh, one of the many strands of the the jumbled up knot that I'm deserving in my mind right now. Thank you. Blather away. It was kind of healing to listen. Thank you. Thank you. Because you're looking at some tough questions, you know, and that's, it's not the questions that are tough or if anything's tough, but it's not the questions. It's the fact that you're willing to look. That's the beautiful Thank you. I'm going to add to that. Not only are you looking, but you're sharing, which is the most important part of, of beginning this process of healing. So, yeah, thank you. Rosalind, you're muted. <laughs> yeah, I was muted because there was noise here. I'm going to walk with my computer so I can be somewhere 
else. Um, I'm not quite, quite sure what I'm going to say, Rieko, um, but there has been a lot that um, has transpired in my thinking about death and my feeling about death um, since Melissa passed. And um, Corrine has also had a son who passed, and so um, she knows some of my experiences with this. Um, but um, your sentence about God being cruel, um, you know, to take such a bright light from our life, lives, and I can totally understand that point of view, and I think it would have been mine before Melissa passed. Uh, I can just say a few things, and that's um, that's Melissa, before she passed, was also an extraordinary light. Carol can testify to that. She was hearing some of the things that were going on uh, in my mastery circle when I shared before Melissa passed. Um, but she was free of money. She was free of body concerns. She felt extremely beautiful, like the beloved. I mean, it was quite an experience, not just to be her mother, but to be around her, and especially if you knew her before, where she was a shy, um, more than withdrawn, but she she had uh, challenges uh, both in the body and in her spirit, uh, to knowing her worth. And uh, she affected many, many people with uh, people calling her for angel readings. She stopped working for money and only did the angel readings. Um, and she did those for free. So you can imagine many people were calling because it was free. So, you know, if you heard it was $250, you might think twice about asking your questions of someone who was connected to the angels, but for free, you'll give it a try. Many people would. So many people's lives were affected. But I have to say that, at least from my experience, just as many people were affected by her passing, or if not more. And what it did for me as a mother is that I try never to say death. I try to say only passing because I hear from her and the things that she says, for example, on her birthday when she said um, that if I was willing, she would show me a different kind of day than the day I expected. And she said, the world expects you to be sad on your birthday, but we can be closer than ever on your birthday, on her birthday. And she took me to places, I mean, things that made no sense. Get an, a brow appointment. I don't care that much about my brows. Why would I get a brow appointment? And then the person is an artist and fills me with art talk where I could never have known where to go if I wanted a conversation about art so that I could paint in the afternoon, which was my plan. And then she tells me in a letter on her birthday, that I could celebrate also not just her life and her birth, but I could celebrate the day of her passing. I was like, you're kidding. I could really do that? I mean, I was not there yet. But so many people 
have changed their view of life and death because of her early passing, they would not have had the effect had she been 75 or whatever the age is that people think is okay to pass on. Um, so I don't mean to take away your feelings. Your feelings are legitimate and they're yours. Um, but I'm just here to say that what does it mean um, that if you if life is immortal and, and everlasting, does it mean the body doesn't die? No, the individual body dies. So then I thought, well, what does it mean? What does birth mean then? If, if death means nothing, what does birth mean? And what she said was, the birth of this individual separate person means nothing. The birth of spirit, that, that never changes and that doesn't, it isn't born and it doesn't die. But these personalities that have a limited run in the world, um, and, uh, I don't know, maybe that's enough. Uh, um, do you have a response, Rieko? Yeah, thank you, Rosalind. Um, and I actually did think about Melissa when I when this question came up, and uh, what it feels like is that I'm I'm being asked to really choose what my reality is, and the feelings that are coming up are being triggered by another body's passing, but it really is like fear of my own, my own death, my own, like death of my identity, my personality. And, um, and I'm, I think I'm just slowly walking or even crawling that gap between like my, my intellectual understanding of what is real and the the ego personality wanting to hold on to yeah. that that identity. Yeah. yeah. Well, is um, is this person passed close to you? No, not at all. And oh, oh just, from the video, from the video. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and too. Yes. Yeah, yes. and I was affected also by that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we do have a premise that a long life is a better life. We have it all. We, we, you know, we've been conditioned to that and that it's that, that death quote unquote is a tragedy. I mean, it's something that, you know, but I, you know, I'm, I can totally identify with where you are because I didn't even repeat the words of Course in Miracles because I knew I didn't believe it. Like there is no death. The son of God is, you know, whatever. I, I, I never, I mean, I knew I, it wasn't there. I, I knew I was exactly where you are, you know, you, that living is better and that how can someone be healed if they died? Or does that makes no sense? Uh, I think I, I might have said in this class that I said to the angels, I have a little problem with your telling Melissa things that weren't true. They, you know, that she wasn't going to get married and, why were you having her eat all that sugar? Um, and they said, uh, you've heard of the word illusion, that this world is illusory. I said, yeah. 
They say, well, so you want us to speak truth in the world of illusion? We're interested in outcomes. We're interested in the end result. Was Melissa not completely happy? We told her things that in her beliefs and her illusions in this world were the things she wanted to accomplish and experience, and we gave her those. And it was like, okay, you're right. You know, what am I, what am I talking about? It was like, turn my world of tr- truth with, with my small t upside down. So, I don't know, just food for thought. Um, but if, if you do have, or maybe even with, what was the girl's name? Was it Clara? Claire. Claire? Was it? Claire. Claire? Claire. Um, if, if, I just got an idea. What if you opened to the idea that Claire could speak to you? Why, why not? They can be everywhere at every time. And the people who've opened to Melissa are still hearing from her. And, um, what if she could tell you some things? That's the thing. Our own experiences, not somebody preaching something about death like I am or passing or that doesn't, it's just more talk, but your own experiences. Um, or if, if anybody else passes in, in your world, give it a try that you can hear from them and then believe the signals that you get and you'll get more. Why can't she talk to us? Yeah, that really speaks to me. Thank you, love. Yeah, me too. Thank you. I hope I wasn't sounding preachy. I was reluctant to speak because no, 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 I really, really appreciate. You no, know, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just, just like you, just hold on to what feels true. And, and speak my truth from wherever I am. And I have days where I don't believe at all in the angels. I, I, I get scared that I'm making all this up. And, uh, and then I had my experiences, and it was like, I couldn't have thought of celebrating the day she passed. That is beyond, you know, things like that. So, yeah, so I'm nowhere as certain as I might sound. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing up this. Do you have anything to add to this conversation? You just went, you were just with our beloved. On Saturday. Do you not remember where you were on Saturday? We were with Lorna. Well, yeah, I um, I don't know where to start really, but it was it was um, a talk on angels also, and and um, towards the end of the of the seminar today. It was a there was a part about you know what was your most your biggest disappointment in life not disappointment but yeah setbacks or things in life and that's when I started to just tears just started rolling down my eyes and I 
I went back to think about my son, Stephen, and he died five years ago. And I really was okay, as far as I know, with with him being gone because I've done so much already. And plus, you know, anyway, for some reason, that's what came up. And so I I found the courage, you know, to share because a few people, people were allowed to share what they wrote down. Uh, but then after I shared, um, they sent us a little message from the departed one. And I got a beautiful little card that says, I am pure love. And and I'm like, the, the initial thing right away is I put that down. I'm like, what do I do with that? <laughs> you know, because to me, it wasn't really speaking to me. I mean, I could... I could identify him as being pure love, but I could not receive that message for myself. And I think that's what started the ego process. And something else happened where we were supposed to um, leave with somebody's, you know, connection from the group, you know, that we were um, with or whatever. And there was a lady right next to me on the left side. And she was looking at me with so much love. I mean, I did not, I kept my face straight. I did not turn back to look at her. But her gaze on me was, I could feel, was so loving and almost as though she was waiting for me to respond. But during that time, in my mind, I'm like, oh, no, I can't take another friend again. I have too many things going on with masterful living. And, you know, I'm into so many groups. And I was just, my ego just went on and on about and it's actually literally stopped me from reaching back to that woman. And after a while, of course, she stopped. And then at the end, she was gone. But now I'm driving home and I'm beating myself up for this. <laughs> and it manifested the next day into a total physical migraine and all kind of things that I haven't had for a long time. Up to now, I'm still having some um, some sinus congestion. And but thank God it's it's you know it's better. But still, I just realized all of that happened as a result of me just resisting love. That's really all it was, resisting love. And I said, wow. You know, I don't know what else to say. I mean, basically, this is what I'm working on. I'm I'm working on self care, self love, taking care of myself, and. I got a beautiful book from her also, which talks about self-compassion and and compassion for others, which I started reading and it's so beautiful. So I'm just filling my life with beautiful things that I'm really, really, really watching that that ego, the the thoughts. I mean, the thoughts. And um, so that's that's really, that was really an, an experience into how far the ego can take us and... And I know I don't want to go there anymore. And I declared it and I said it and I'm sharing it and I've shared it already with a few people. And the more I do that, the freer I it, I become. And that's why I said thank you earlier to you for sharing, because like um, Laurie, I'm one of those people that just holds it in. I mean, if I had shared it on Saturday instead of Monday, it wouldn't have gotten so big. You know, but I held on to it, and the longer you you in that, the the harder it becomes. So, but I'm one of those, and I'm learning, and I'm glad for the learning, and I'm glad for sharing it. Thank you.
Yeah, that was something that's just awesome because what I was reading this morning is just the mind training. We are, we actually are in desperate need to have our minds, you know, we're, we need to control what we're our thinking because our thinking can be out of sorts and can really talk us into things that, um, you know, to get into the fear. And so this morning it was just like control your thoughts and, um, and, you know, you guys sharing is, it's just a beautiful share all three of you about um, the death of individuals. And, and I, I know that, you know, if you were to say to me, control your thinking about your mother, no way I would want not want to, because I love to miss her and I love to think about her and, and that kind of stuff. But as far as controlling our thinking, it's really important. I mean, is the, it is it because we've, we've got two choices to make. And one is going down on the pain train. And the other one is the train that we want the direction we want to go on. And that's what you said, Corinne is you don't want to think about certain thoughts anymore. You're, you want to move forward. And uh, we just, you know, how long are we going to be on the pain train? I like these days to be able to even see there's the pain train, just to see it even pulling up and running the other way, because that's not the train I want to be on. <laughs> and um, and so it's a nice, nice to be able to just identify which train is which. So choo-choo. Thank you for your shares. Has anybody read the surrender experiment? Mm -mm. So um, it's a book that was recommended to me recently, and I haven't been moved by anything as much as this since Lorna Burns' Angel book, where it really speaks to me. And the essence of the book, and I won't tell you the big things that happened to him because I so want you to read it if you're interested, if it sparks something in you after I speak. But what he ends up doing in the beginning, he's, he's just an economics student and he starts to listen to the voice that he hears. And he's so far away from even psychological sophistication that he doesn't know about things like the ego or, or, you know, he's very, very far away, but all he begins to, and he doesn't use the word ego at all. He's a complete novice in the beginning. And he just knows that he wants to get rid of this voice, whatever, what he wants to learn about it, and then he wants to get rid of it. And he starts out in some extreme kinds of practices of meditation, very, very extreme hours and hours and hours and very little food and see if that helps and yogic practices for hours and hours. And then his life completely changes. And this is the snippet that I'll tell you to, that will determine whether or not you're interested. What he does is acknowledge his preferences Oh, I like this. Oh, I don't like that idea. I want to do this. No, I don't want to do that. And then he does nothing until life shows him which way to go. And the ways he was changed and the, not only the opportunities, but the steps he took that were actually against all of his feelings 
but his practice became I will do what life shows me. So if life wants me to do that, if she wants me, he calls her she, I like that. If she wants me to do that, then I put my preferences aside. He's not in denial. That's the part that's beautiful. He comes to terms with this voice that has opinions and preferences, but that is not the basis of his practice any longer. And the things that happened to him, I'm not even finished the book, and I keep thinking, and he does too, this has got to be it. This has got to be all that's going to possibly happen because they're so huge. And then there's more. And the way I've taken that, because I don't think that those kinds of big things are going to happen, but it's just as important with the small things. I mean, they may, who knows? I'm open to that. I'm not looking for that. But what I've done with the book is make that even more deeply my practice. Very and, and And so at the level of if someone is on my mind that it's not even up for me to call, but I can see I have some opinions, usually negative, about the person, and I don't really need to do anything about it. It's not up where I have to call them or speak to them. I've been taking those on. I've been taking those to mean it's like his offerings. These offerings came to him out of the blue. And I've been interpreting these ideas of, that have been somewhat repetitive, like going over an opinion, usually in a judgment about someone, as an invitation to clean that up. And it brings me immediately back to love. And sometimes, like, I wrote a letter that I didn't even want to write. I felt like continuing to send daggers to the person in a right fight, showing I was right. And I wrote the letter anyway that Spirit had me write, and we were both in love afterwards. So um, I can't tell you how phenomenal the book is. I've been listening to it on Audible, and hearing his voice is so wonderful, but I'm sure the book is also wonderful if you're a reader. Um, so I hope somebody reads it because I Who's the author? Who's the author? Michael, let me look. What's his last name? I'll tell Singer. you. Michael, Michael Singer. I just looked it up. Thank you. He's, he's the same author as he wrote The Untethered Soul. Did you read that one? I read that one, yeah. Did you like it? I liked it. It got a little annoying, though, because I'm like, <laughs> I know this voice. I cannot get rid of it. It's in the seat with me driving. <laughs> so um, you might like this book. I mean, I... I I mean, how do you know what someone else likes? But I can't imagine, I've tried to imagine who wouldn't like it. Not everybody would want it for themselves as a practice, but it's kind of crazy what happens to him. I would suggest if you get the book, not reading the cover, because they probably advertise some of the things that happened to him. And it's so much better to read it as it unfolds as a complete surprise to him as well. But the, I would not have wanted to know all these things ahead. But um, I can't tell you how it's upped my own practice. Um, so, yeah. Thank you. That's Thank you. Awesome. Yeah.
Thank you. I just want to thank everyone for all the sharing and um, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share in being the compassionate heart listening, recognizing myself and everyone and um, sharing, <laughs> sharing the same uh, challenges. Maybe, maybe the faces and names and places change, but the feelings and the emotions, the thoughts are similar this human experience. So I'm grateful for that. I um, actually really appreciate too, just the value in being able to share and the recognition that that is powerful, Corinne, you know, um, because I tend to think, um, oh, well, if I wrote my forgiveness letter, I'm good, right? <laughs> so in the, in that vein, I just wrote one. Actually, it was one that Jennifer suggested I do almost a month ago. <clears throat> so I'm a little slow in getting it done, but it was um, about my neighborhood situation, if, if any of you heard that. And ironically, um, there's a couple in the neighborhood. The husband is the homeowner's director or board of directors, and he took it upon himself to declare that everyone's house has to look like it's for sale, like it has to be to that level of uh, beauty. And it's his own standard, but he started um, literally hounding every person through the management company that spent thousands of dollars fixing the home according to his wish, his desire. And we all thought it was just us individually. Like I thought, oh, geez, we're slackers, you know, uh, you know, and there was just this guilt and, and I, just where you feel yucky, like, oh, I'm dragging the neighborhood down, you know. And then I talk to people and find out everybody got one, even like the most beautiful house in the neighborhood. You're like, how is this? So anyway, I, I in that scenario, I um I reacted to his wife in the meeting, the public uh, homeowners meeting, and it was short. Um, but essentially, I I got into the righteousness, like, okay, you want to be haughty and righteous? We're coming right back at you, Missy. And so I, I indulged in that for a few minutes, and then I um, removed myself and, and just judged myself and all this stuff, and I'm like, so I finally wrote the forgiveness letter and, and what I want to share here for, for, um, to activate and energize more healing for me and for all of us, cause I know we don't, we never do this alone is, um, what I, what I got out of it, which was similar to what, um, Kim shared with like her judgment of her daughter. And, uh, I don't know if you guys heard that share and I think it was Masterful Living One. Uh, her daughter was a nun. Anyway, she realized that she had a lot of um, the things that she criticized the Catholic Church for, she recognized in herself. And so the things I recognized in this person, um, these two people, I was like, I could barely write it. And I'm like, uh-oh, 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 you know, <laughs> haughty, judge, righteous, heavy-handed. I'm like, oh, my goodness okay, this is me with my daughter, you know, and, and with my family. And did, I was like, um, kind of funny laughing at myself. I, cause I, and this, I just want to share, this is my first forgiveness letter where I wasn't crying. 
I did invite the Holy Spirit, said, you look at it with me, because, you know, I don't need to shame myself anymore. So um, so that was great, even though I did indulge in a lot of um, sugar with it, <laughs> which is uh, self-medication. But, um, but what I, my powerful intention moving forward or the things that I wanted help for was um, to get that clear, decisive guidance, what to do. So I like that, the book that you referenced, um, Rosalind. I'm sure I will get that. I'm just debating whether to listen to it because I like listening to. Oh, um, yeah. Um, so the, the clear guidance on what to do next, the highest and best in this situation and, and everything else, to um, help me express myself from my compassionate, loving heart, the big heart, mind of God versus my ego, my mind, right? That's like, I'm the most righteous, you know? <laughs> I liked how you said fight to be right or whatever. That was great. Um, I want help with owning my 100% responsibility for my own feelings um, with love and compassion because I judge myself like, um, I know you have shared, Rieko, in the past, too, of, like, I shouldn't feel this way, but, boy, do I have a lot of, sh- you know, judgment going on. And um, so even to be, it's like I so self-filter to even be honest with what am I feeling, right? So help with that, um, with love, to help me cultivate gratitude daily for everything, especially the challenges, because I tend to look at it, and I, and I like Jennifer's blog the other day of, how she did her yoga with challenge and how she's grateful for the challenges and, you know, asking for help with it. So it's like, you don't have to go it alone and be the, the tough guy or tough girl bootstrap it. Um, help me to recognize and choose the most loving choices. Cause I really have, I feel like I'm in the dark with that one a lot. It's like, uh, what's the loving choice here? Um, especially for myself, because I want to hammer myself for what I did. Um, help me move forward patiently and confidently in the direction of love. So I'm, I tend to want to ha- get to the end. I don't want to take baby steps or slow steps. I want to race car to the end. Just get me to the end. I'll talk to you at the end. Like, okay, so patience and appreciation for each step. Like, let me celebrate each step instead of waiting to the end, you know? Um, so that, so that's what I'm sharing with everybody. And thank you for listening. I'm joining you in all those intentions, Jeannie. Thank you. Me too. I think I like the celebrating baby steps. That's really great. I listened to Abraham um, Hicks on satisfying, being satisfied. And she said, if we can't be satisfied with this moment, we can't find satisfaction. And so um, that has really helped me. And if you are interested in just looking up on YouTube under satisfy, because she's talking to this guy, this gal that's like really going through what we're going through the spiritual growth and yeah but then the neck there's the next step and 
and yet she brings her back to saying that to be dissatisfied, to be dissatisfied in this, whatever you're doing right now is going to lead you to the next best action and the next right action. I thought that was so well put. And there are times like I'll go out in my yard and I think, speaking of yards, Jeannie, but I'll go out in my yard and I'll be going, yeah, but there's this flower's beautiful, but then I'll stop and I'll say, wait, this flower is beautiful. So just really practicing, just being satisfied with just these little things that we already are doing and that we already have. And that's just peaceful. Just brings me to peace every time I do it. Yeah. Lori, that's brilliant. Wanting more is so much the cause of pain. Wanting it to be different, wanting more is the same as we're not enough or it's not enough. Yeah. It just brings us to gratitude of what is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. It's a wonderful call. I just want to add to what Lori said because it reminded me what I read yesterday, um, that when you do something like that, you're unlocking the heart that was closed off. This is um, from Lorna. And we do that as a youngster, you know, to protect ourselves. But every time we take the time like that and we nurture a moment, it releases a little bit of love from our heart. And this just reminded me of that. Thank you. Hey, Corinne, I wanted to ask, what was the self-compassion book that you, that was that Lorna's also? Yeah, it's the only book I went there, yes, and I just, somehow I was just drawn to that book, and that's the only book I got from her, <laughs> and this is my second book. I read the Angel book, um, uh, Angels in My Hair, and now I'm reading this self-compassion one. Did Lorna come in whispering in her ear, Karine? <laughs> she... She blessed everyone at the end, but she didn't, I don't know, she did something. I I didn't hear any words or anything, but yeah, she, she gave it. There was a blessing at the end for everyone, yes. <laughs> it was very good. Thank you. Somebody want to pray us out or put anything on the altar first? Especially from those who haven't spoken. Does anybody have something? Oh, I'm sure I had a book. It's actually called Love from Heaven. <laughs> Love from Heaven. Shall I pray us out? Is that, is that a good thing to do? Yeah. from anybody or does somebody else want to pray us out? Go for it, Roslyn. Okay. 
putting our hands on our heart. Together we join together in this moment in great gratitude for the joining we just experienced. We're thankful to the masters, to the angels, to Holy Spirit for all that we received today, all the open hearts, all the opening hearts, all the new ideas and the old ideas. And we put all of our preferences and beliefs on the altar, all fears, <coughs> all blocks to love, all restrictions, so that we can declare that we are willing to be all that we are meant to be. We're in it for all fully. We declare that right now. We're willing to see the blocks and turn them around into love. We know that love is available in every single situation. And we choose love. We're, we're determined. We're committed. And we share that love with everyone for all because we're one with those who are alive and those who have passed. And we take the inspiration from wherever it comes to make us more loving human beings. And for that, we're so grateful. Amen. Okay. Beautiful. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Beautiful prayer. Thank you. Have a good week. Lots of love to everybody. Bye. I love. Thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm.